Welcome back to another episode of Deck Hockey Focus. We are your premier source for everything deck hockey, including, coming up, tournaments. Uh, Mock, Shaq, uh, let's just jump right into this today. All let's right, go, boys. boys. Keep her moving. <laughs> All right, let's dig into this. All right, so uh, the big thing here is the Waterloo Tournament coming up this weekend. I literally cannot be more excited. Yeah. We've already got our hotel room booked. Is there a deal with the hotels? There is a deal with the hotel. Tell Marriott. us about that, please. Uh, the Courtyard by Marriott. Uh, Deck worked out a deal. I think it's 89 bucks a night. Yes, $89 a night. Yep, you just have to mention you were there with the uh, Waterloo Deck Hockey, or should we say NDA Deck Hockey Tournament yeah. for the weekend. Yep. No, it, it's definitely an NDA tournament. They're, uh, it's part of uh, Team USA Scouting. Oh, yeah. That's important to mention. We're actually, a lot of us local guys are going to be able to see some new talent that maybe we're not that familiar with. And I, I was scrolling through the rosters last night. There's some names I had to Google, and they're showing up on Elite Prospects, <laughs> the website. So it's... <laughs> It's going to be good. Dude, this tournament's going to be saturated. We're going to have a tough time. I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm super nervous. But I'm super happy about it. Uh, anyway, I just, I, I can't wait. I think there's going to be a tent city this year, which is, that's what Waterloo needs to take deck to the next level. Well, the weather is supposed, instead of being 38 degrees last year, it's supposed to be 78. So it's going to be a good weekend. The last year was all rain shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and this year it's going to be sunny. And we're taking over that brewery. Yeah. For sure. We're, we're taking absolutely over, taking over that. All, we're taking over that shuffleboard. All, all episodes are going to be bought, brought to you by Single CB Brewery. Absolutely. So NDA3on3.com, that's the, the number one place you, you guys got to remember. That's my homepage on my work computer, on my cell phone, and my home computer. NDA3on3, very important there. That's where everything goes through. Um, and this is going to be an NDA tournament, so you know the competition is going to be high. Yeah. At all three levels. And so it's two two plus. Three plus and then D four and there's a rec league too. Oh, there is. Yeah, D D four is the rec league. Oh, is it? Yep. Okay. yep. Okay. So we have five teams in D four. Uh, four hundred seventy five dollars on the line. Uh, um, I thought it was point four seven five. Point four seven five k. Yeah. Uh, eight teams over in three plus. I think it's a thousand dollars on the line there, or just one k. And eight teams in two plus. Uh, two thousand dollars on the line. Calling that league two plus is oh, such God. an understatement. I'm looking at the team. I'm looking at our team, and I'm like, "Oh man, we're stacked." And then, like, Nick has other rosters, but they're all written on like napkins and stuff in the <laughs> back because nothing's like super, super locked in. And I'm looking at them. I'm like, "Oh man, no, we're still making. We're in trouble, or we're gonna be great. I don't know." It, oh God, I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, there's still teams. The, the wheeling and dealing is still happening a week before the tournament starts. Right. So the rosters aren't locked in yet, but from what I've seen. It's going to be good. Well, and I don't mean to cut you off here, but uh, the big thing, too, that we're going to be doing is bringing the PA system, the microphone. We're going to be announcing games, players, rosters, players of the game. We're not exactly sure what we're going to encompass with that because all of us are playing. So we're going to have to take some time away. But we're going to be doing a lot more live stuff to kind of increase the atmosphere and and get everybody's name announced if you're scoring goals and stuff like that. So that's going to be really exciting. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Uh, I encourage everybody to go. Uh, Talked to a few people last night at DAC and they're actually coming up just to watch. Yeah, there are people that aren't even playing that are coming up. Just That's why I can't wait. I hope there's an awesome tent city. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with the tournament, we have the rule changes slightly. Uh, do you guys want to talk about like what's more important about the rules in the uh, 
in the tournament play. I know there's like some time differences and period structure. Well, no, and like in the regular season, you have period points, right? So you see teams that are maybe up by a few goals that are pulling their goalie in the third, and that's not make this like have a grander score. It's to win the period points, but the the differentiator in the tournament is it's a you start in the second period. It's a two period game. Yeah, yeah, and goal differential matters. So essentially, there's halftime. Correct. Right, but so that old that old hockey adage where people are like, "Oh, it's, is it halftime?" And like <laughs> this this weekend, you can say yes. Yes, <laughs> there is a halftime. But I, the big thing here is goal differential matters. It, it's a differentiator to get you into the money rounds. Yeah, well, we've seen that with the summer tournament. We've seen that in the Winter Classic. Even um, we ousted Caspers based on like a one goal differential. So if you get that team that has kind of subsided and. And they're done. They they're mathematically eliminated. They're not really trying that hard. You need to put the pedal to the metal and yeah. score as many goals as you can because that could be the factor between you playing games on Sunday and well, you going home early, or in my case, refing games, <laughs> <laughs> refing championship games well, instead of playing in them. And some people have like a I'm going to call it a negative connotation to that. They don't want to like run up scores, but the the reality is in tournament play. It's about winning, and it's about getting into that money Absolutely. Round. For sure, you got Ruthless. money on the line. You yeah. got to just go. Well, it, and the thing is, like, if Team A doesn't run up the score, Team B, C, and D is going to. Right, exactly. So exactly. you want to be the team that does. Yeah. You're you're gonna want to run up the score, well, especially when there's when there's money on the line. Well, yeah. I don't mind. You well, are every everyone that's not on my team is the bad guys, and I need them to pay. Yeah, and I like most of those guys, but I want to hurt them and I want to yep, make them lose. Yep, I need to see them suffer. Yep. If you guys don't have a uh, deck hockey focus koozie yet, come see us at the uh, Waterloo tournament. We'll uh, we'll be giving those out. I want to see every single beer out there. Wrapped With a deck around hockey a deck focus? hockey focus Absolutely. Koozie. Can we make a new rule? If you don't have a deck hockey focus koozie, you're not a real person. Well, what about the no. glasses? We could take the glasses over to single speed, maybe, and they'll fill you up. I, we yeah. have a special discount with them. Uh, ask them about it if they act like they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, just come see us and buy a glass. Our special <laughs> discount is full price beer. Buy one, get one. Yeah, as in buy, buy one beer, get one beer. Yeah. yeah, no, I like that. I like that. That's a special deck hockey focus uh, deal for the summer. But so important. Uh, keep in mind the goal differential is the tiebreaker. Um, and other than that, it's business as usual. Get out there and be competitive and yeah. score some goals. What you're gonna see though, and just looking at rosters last night though, is like a bunch of regular QC teams doesn't exist anymore. Well, are teams there hybrid had... teams? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah I, it might be a spoiler. I might be playing goalie for the Dubuque team up there, so it's going to be hybrids all over the place. Dubuque. Yeah. Dude, like Waterloo's it. doing big stuff, man. Springfield's coming, too. We think we're so important in the Quad Cities we're because not. everybody comes to the summer tournament. <laughs> Here's Waterloo pulling the Northerners. Uh, Springfield is coming, too. They're, they're bringing a two-plus team. Awesome. It's It'll be fun to see what they have to bring to the table. But uh, So is everything listed on uh, NDA3on3.com? Yeah. It's the rosters and NDA3. things will be on there? Yep. Okay, very good, very good. It's so about, I, I would say, 75% updated right now. Like I said earlier, though, like they're still wheeling the deal going yeah, on. Yeah, as, so as they hammer out it. all the details, that'll all be on NDA. Yeah, and they have, to, they have to verify all the players from out of town are ranked appropriately and such. We don't really want to pull in any ringers from ice leagues out east. Or... No, we want that, but we just want them to be properly placed. Points, yeah. Correct. So uh, NDA 3 on 3 is your point of reference for all that. That's where all the info is going to be. There's rosters out there right now. Um, so you can start to see players. It's not 100% final, but it's going to be shortly. But yeah, so NDA3on3.com, and then uh, just get out there and score some goals this weekend. This episode is brought to you by Single Speed Brewery. Just a stone's throw away from the deck there in Waterloo. 
Uh, we can't wait to take that over. That is one of the greatest breweries that I've ever been to in my life. And I would encourage everybody to hop over there, grab their food, which is amazing and actually healthy. Uh, not to mention the great beer, single speed brewery. Last episode, we brought to you guys a little uh, penalty situation here. Mock, do you want to give the crowd a refresher for us? Yeah, so recapping the scenario, uh, it's all about, uh, I guess, how, how penalties affect how many players are on the deck versus how many penalties each team takes. So the Situational scenario, awareness? I guess, yeah, kind of. So uh, originally, red team takes a penalty, two-minute penalty, doesn't matter what it's for. On the ensuing play, both teams take coincidentals, we'll call it roughing, and then on the following play, red team takes another penalty. Following that, all penalties expire, no goals, no stoppages. How many players are on the deck at the time that all penalties expire? So you got a lot of uh, two minutes on the board there. Yeah, so there's a ton going on. You're definitely going to need to go to NDA3on3.com. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let me walk this through step by step. Yeah. So we got the first red two-minute penalty. Blue so team, how many players are out there? Blue team has three team or three players. Red team has two. Right. It's your standard three right. on two. Then we have a red and blue coincidental penalty. So, so how does that affect it? It'll still stay three, uh, on, two. three on two. So no three red, three blue, two red. No change. No change. That's one you don't even need to put on the board, really. Right. Except right. for the you have to like, you have to put it right two, two two players on timeout. Yeah. <laughs> Go sit in the corner for a few. And minutes then more. red gets a third penalty, which is at, at two minutes. It goes four on two at that t- at that point. Yeah. So red team gets they gain an extra attacker. Yeah. And then after everything expires with no stoppages, it should go four on four. Yeah. So there will be a scenario where when that first penalty expires, it'll be four on three. Correct. And then as the next penalty expires, again, ignoring the coincidentals, when that third penalty expires at that point, then it becomes four on four, and that is pure chaos <laughs> absolutely pure chaos so that's just a weird scenario that i kind of wanted to run through you guys so we got another one here and it's kind of in, in relation to face-offs uh and we've had a post very similar to that on the on the website yeah yeah we did last year yeah and so the two scenarios that i want to paint you have to tell me where where is the face-off so number one uh actually in both scenarios We'll say it's Chris Caspers, or no? Should we do Marty Fillion? Who Marty. takes the who? Who takes the most long clappers? Perry. Perry Jacobs. Perry Jacobs has it basically on his own goal line next to his goaltender. Right? Uh, nobody's open, so he goes and takes a ripper. Deflects off of an opposing player, just this side. So the same side as Perry Jacobs, it deflects off an opposing player's stick on his side of the ice deflects, hits the crossbar, goes out of play. Where is the face-off? And I'm going to, again, refs and Michael Holst, no answering. Specifically Travis Boyle. But then the the next scenario that I want to paint is that same scenario. Perry takes a clapper. It hits the same defender. He's on Perry's side of the deck, so the defensive zone for Perry. Defensive zone for Perry. Uh, And it hits the bar. And goes through the fence, goes crossbar, and then goes through the fence. Not it doesn't hit hard. the it doesn't hit the fence and go over. It goes literally between. It's a hot day, and the ball squeezes between the fence and goes out of play. Or sticks in the fence. Where's where's the face off? Yeah, or, or sticks in the fence. But is it different? But I want to say it goes through the fence. Okay. 
So what happens? Where are the faceoffs in those? And I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna say you guys have no idea. That that's you think actually, you're so smart <laughs> when you're coaching from the bench, but you're dumb. That's actually a very complicated. There's two complicated situations there, and the uh, I'll just give you guys a hint. The differentiator there is where the ball was tipped from. And actually, you would be surprised how many guys that have no hockey background and should probably have no hockey knowledge that maybe just grew up watching the game or something nail it. They nail it. Like I've had people uh, sometimes when I'm even reffing and I'm just, I don't know. I don't want to say going through the motions, but there's a lot going on and I'm worried about player changes and all this and all that. And they're like, uh, isn't that at center? And I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. So it's a pretty straightforward question, but also a convoluted one at the same time. So don't overthink it, but I, I, I'll give you the hint again. The differentiator is where the ball was tipped. Well, let us know what you think in the comments of that episode of the episode. We'll let you know the right answer on the next episode of Deck Hockey Focus. This episode brought to you by John Daly, the inspiration for my favorite deck hockey team and the best post-game ritual. Interested in learning what the daily is? Come see us after a game. $20 for a hat, but you have to earn it. We're coming back to another tip of the week. This week, we're going to talk all about line changes. Uh, we've noticed a lot of players out there making, I'm going to call them questionable changes that have led to goals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it leads to goals. I mean, it's one of the things that is fundamental to the game, and I think it's a small bit of the game that often gets overlooked. Um, but probably one of the most important parts well, of the game. Well, especially with right. tournament play coming up. I mean, being efficient with your line changes and kind of having an idea in your head of, this is how long we take shifts uh, instead of – so there's going to be a ton of games, and you're going to have to play back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. So you need to think about longevity, and keeping your legs about you is going to pay off hugely. If you, if you plan on winning a tournament, you have to be the best-conditioned team. If you're not the best-conditioned team, you need to, you need to not expend more energy than you have. You need to be smarter than – Absolutely. So uh, the other day, even when we were short – I was taking 30 second shifts and me and Barry were playing every, every other, every other. And I didn't even get tired until the third, just be eventually it wore me down. Cause it was a little hot out. But if you take that principle into a fully stacked team, everyone plays when they're a hundred percent. And it's about, it's not about when you're tired, you change. It's when the next line is fully charged and ready to rock, send them. Well, I, I- in like being on a bench for a few different teams in different leagues, like you hear, I'm not tired yet. That's wrong. Irrelevant. You're partially tired. Yeah. The idea, the concept in line changes is you change before you're tired. Well, and then especially you never if get you can, tired. If you can catch their line out there on like essentially a double shift, you stretch them, and you bring out a new team or a, a new line with a fresh line, fresh legs. You can just you can run them to death. Well, on top of on lazy. top of that, if you're telling me you're not tired and your line mates have already changed, now you've thrown off the whole dynamic of your team. Correct. Really good point, Correct. and that can screw That's things amazing. up. That well, happens and, to us no, all and the we time see it too. When someone gets a power play, if lines are messed up, and then we get a power play, and then so and so is sitting on the bench sucking wind because they double shifted, and now it's like okay, but we need you out there for the power play now. You're a top well, guy. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, you but, just don't have the gas. Well, it's about bench management and like having an understanding of the game. I, I I said earlier, you change before you're tired, and that's. I don't want to say that's the general rule of thumb. That is the rule. Yeah. So so we've talked about this before. Like, what is your ideal shift length? So 
I, I let's say I'm training for deck. You know, what should I be training for? How long should I be training for? One to two rushes. One what? One yeah. in the offensive zone. Yeah. One back and you yep. change. Yep, down back. Yeah, thirty seconds. And, and yeah, there's some wiggle room to that depending on stoppages and things. But right, like you want to be opportunistic. Those are the times that you extend the shift. If you have like if you have an offensive zone faceoff, sometimes you'll hear us like I'll come up, I'll come up to the faceoff dot, and I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna try to win this one, but I'm gonna like if we don't Ro- score immediately, I'm changing. Well, yeah, you you put your opportune players there. So if you got a the faceoff guy who wins every faceoff, but he just came off a shift, you put him in for that faceoff win. Yeah, peel back, yeah, and then he changes. Exactly, exactly. So, so let's say um, I'm out there, my team's having some struggle or struggling to actually get off. My goalie, like I have kind of a hard time covering it sometimes, and the, a lot of the guys in the lower leagues do too. So let's say my goalie's having a hard time covering it, the other team's goalie's not covering it. What is your strategy to kind of control the ball and set your team up for a positive change? Well, one, one thing that I do want to say is you can, uh, it, it, let's say you're that attacking guy. And we talked about one sprint down, one sprint back. If you have that hard four check on your way back in, if you're hollering at the bench, like, Hey, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. You can say that guy can be ready feet. and he can just hop in. You, you say, and as long as you're an arm running. length away from the bench, then you're good to go. And yeah. it's the same on the defensive zone. So maybe, uh, you finally get like a nice little breakout pass or whatever, sneak on over and grab a quick change. Mm-hmm. Um, and Oh, Something that I don't think we mentioned actually when we were talking about periods is the teams will start flipped. Yep. So we start in the second period. So that first period is going to be the long the change. long bench. It's going to be yeah. the long change. So that's going to be the tough one there. But you can take opportunistic changes where you like maybe you make a quick pass and instead of making the run, you make the run to the bench. And if that guy's ready to come in, he can just join the attack. Um, but I think what maybe you were driving at was like more of a possession P- style change. Right, right. You'll see this a lot in the higher leagues. Like, uh, honestly, Nikki started this and it's trickle down. That's where we saw it from. They take the ball, they bring mm-hmm. it back behind their net. Yep. One guy changes. They cycle back through, take mm-hmm. that ball. That guy changes. They cycle another guy through. Right. So it's not, uh, it's so not necessarily they, on the fly. When they change possession, it's, it's, they're controlling. Well, and it's avoiding that uh, delay game penalty without actually moving away. Correct. But it's also controlling the pace of the play and controlling your line changes. Not, I've seen it so many times, and I don't know what game it was. Oh, it was Irish Mafia versus Irish Mafia. It was a bad change. Yep. Guy just got, it was like, I'm tired now, except they were coming. Yeah. And Sean You should have changed before that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that happens all the time. It, um, it's, it's smart on the fly changes where you understand what's happening. Either you have possession or you control possession and you cycle your guys through. Well, and that being said, you can take advantage of someone that doesn't know how to change. If there's a team that's just in pure chaos, they're overshifting and they're not changing properly, that's breakaway time. That's breakaway oh, time. Oh, 100%. Oh, from the back yeah. door to the front I'm door. saying, how many times have you seen it where we try to do a possession change and they're like, fine, we'll change too. And you're like, just kidding, long pass. <laughs> yeah, and one of the things I yeah. specifically remember telling Nick during the Team USA tournament, I, I told him when he holds back there, I, I don't think it was Quebec specifically, they try to flush him, right? And Nick is fast enough, and if you can get a guy that's quick enough, he can just book break. and run, and then all of a sudden you got you're on a breakout. Quick yeah. man rush. It's right. an instant breakout. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. thank you for overcommitting. Especially if you just with your position play, you set up a guy with fresh legs back there. Uh, it's, I mean, that's over. Especially a guy like a Matt Kindlesberger back there who can run. Oh God, yeah. He just gets or like Carstens who can just put his head down and go. Yeah, he can just goose it up the, up the yeah. boards. So the idea here is like. I don't even know how to say it. Like, I'm just going to be blunt here. 
your three-minute shifts because you think you're going to score goals Absolutely. is garbage. You're Ridiculous. Wrong. The only time, the only time it's acceptable for you to play when you're tired is in those like waning minutes of the game when it's like, hey, we've got to have this right now. And you're so the, and you're the I'm top. E- you're the top line guy. We're the, we're right. either gonna score and win, or I'm gonna throw up and we're gonna lose. So interesting stat here. Like it's the NHL playoffs right now. The average shift length in the NHL right now is 32 seconds. I mean, I think yeah. that's what it takes in deck because everything should be a sprint. You should be out there. And you should one you, rush. You get one on. Rush. You get on. Okay, we didn't score immediately. Someone else try to score. Well, nope, you didn't score immediately. Next line, try to score immediately. No, the old, our, change the old two plus team, the Moose Knuckles team, wasn't the most talented roster, but won the regular season. Every faceoff was a change. Yeah, face off in the on. offensive zone. Special shot cover change. Shot yeah. cover change. It was no more than twenty seconds. And 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 if you know what I want to say, if if you're on a team and where you can people, manage matchups, well, where people, well, if you're on a team where people are fighting over uh, shift length, you know, and I, I see it perpetuate. Uh, so so sometimes a guy will take a super long shift, and you're like, well, fine, if you're gonna take a long shift, I'm gonna take a long shift. What you need to do is sacrifice yourself yeah. and be the example. So that guy goes out there for a two and a half minute shift. Now he comes to the bench and he's sucking wind. Go out there for 30 seconds. Send him back out there yeah. dead. And he'll be back in 30 seconds. And then you go back out in 30 seconds. And now you're taking 30-second shifts because you, you're you opposing uh, your second line. They can't do it anymore. Well, we actually had to do this. Uh, I think this is a year and a half ago when we first started instituting like regimented short shifts. Right. We had one guy that would not change. We took a too-many-men penalty. On purpose? Yep. To prove a point? Correct. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. We took it on face off. He's like, no, I'm good. I've been playing for a minute and a half. Like, no, you're changing. Dude, just go. We're taking the penalty. Get out there. While while it's in my mind, um, there there's one last aspect of this I want to hit on. I on my teams, we typically run a defensive door, offensive door, just to kind of help That's manage. That's an excellent point. We, we it helps Absolutely. like it helps like I know I'm accountable for that one man if I'm playing defense and I'm changing for just him. Yep. Um, or if you're in the offensive zone, like you know you're changing for one of two people. Super good. Point. Um, it's a little tough explaining that to your to your subs, but I think once you get it through, it it seems a lot more efficient. But we're coming into the tournament. Well, and it might be something good for you coming in and being a goalie of a team of players that I'm assuming you're not accustomed to dealing with. You probably don't know any of them. Yeah. It's, it's good to get everyone on the same page before the game and say like, Hey boys, this is how things got to run. Like this is the rule book that we're using to govern this team right now. And we got to stick by it. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, I just think that the, the D door odor, it's like, and at the end of the day too, if I got to, if my other defenseman is not shifting, appropriately like the other two guys just took 30 seconds you're back out there you know yeah. after booking it for two minutes just like you just mentioned to wrap up this segment Shaq, uh i know you have like some closing thoughts you'd like to put out there i do and i've heard this a lot from a lot of players is like the short shifts they they view it as limited playing time you're wrong it's the same. a three minute shift equates to three minutes right but six 30-second shifts equates to the exact same time, but same you're thing. better at hockey. So, Either way, it, you're playing 50% of the game. Correct. It, so to conclude here, stop being selfish, understand the team dynamic, and then understand that the faster, fresher you are, the better your team's going to be. And everyone's in a good mood when you're winning. Exactly. So I think this about wraps it up for another episode of Deck Hockey Focus, but let's get into, you know, we learned, we've talked a lot, 
What have we learned today, Mock? Uh, today I learned NDA3on3.com. <laughs> Farmersonly.com? Shaq, what did you learn? Uh, I learned that kind of tournament play versus regular season play has a very different dynamic. And I learned that line changes and getting your team on the same page is probably the most important aspect of uh, forward play available out there. That wraps it up for another episode of Deck Hockey Focus. Go out there and score some goals this weekend in Waterloo and come say hi to us. Hi, boys.